Hi guys, welcome back to Never Ignored, our Man United podcast. We're back for our fifth episode. Um, we've got a lot to cover this week, mainly the Manchester derby, uh, the derby game as well. <laughs> They're separate. Double um, Pogba talk, as per usual. There's always something about him in the news. Um, and yeah, a preview of our Europa League game tomorrow against Lask. Was it Lask? Is it Lask or LASK? We're still not sure. And I think we've got Spurs on the weekend as well. So it should be interesting, reuniting with Mourinho. But yeah, um, we'll get through the Derby game pretty quickly. Uh, Liam, I don't know, what did you think? Yeah, 3-0 away from home. Uh, very nice to see Wayne Rooney uh, back on the pitch. Um, got it, well, got it, got it. He didn't score yeah, his goal I think right R- Romero didn't really read, like Oli said, he, Romero didn't read the script, right? Yeah, Romero he didn't read He could have let one of them in, right? <laughs> yeah, to be fair, to a great save. Happy to see uh, Egalo get, get a double. Yep. The uh, Brazilian, the Brazilian, Nigerian. The, the Nigerian yeah. R9 is is exactly what he is. It was actually a really good finish, yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, we'll get on to Igalo a bit later, I guess, with uh, he had some involvement in the City games, yeah. well, and he's, but he's been pretty good so far. Um, but overall, yeah, fantastic result into the next round. Our next game is versus Norwich. Norwich, yeah, so there's, uh, they beat Spurs on pens, um, so that was nice. Um, Quite a comical penalty shootout. Yeah, <laughs> some of the worst pens I've ever seen yeah. thrown in there by some of the Spurs players. Um, and then obviously Eric Dyer's incident afterwards, which we get to see the outcome of. But yeah, we'll, he might. I don't know. As it stands, he's not been suspended yet. So no, and he's been playing. <laughs> yeah, so. so he'll still be available at the weekend. But we'll see. Um, but yeah, moving on to the big topic, the Manchester derby. Um, yeah, we won again. It, it was a fantastic result. First league double over City in nine years, ten years. Something like that. So interesting that the last time we beat City at home, so we're not even talking about a double, just yep. beating them at Old Trafford, the players we had on the bench were Yanezai, Falcao, Di Maria, Paddy McNair and Raphael. And that, that just feels like a lifetime ago, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah. It feels um, like a very long time well, ago. Well, yeah, so you're saying we only had five subs, I guess. That, that was, that's how long ago it yeah, was. So before, it was before, the subs, the, yep. before the seven subs <laughs> came into play. Um, so yeah, it's pretty crazy. And then, yeah, the league double, that was back in Fergie's time. And that was probably before, yeah, before City had even won a title, before they were even a threat, I guess. Yeah. That was when they were still losing 8-1 to Middlesbrough, those kind of teams. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, it's three three wins this season, wasn't it? Three wins, yeah. I mean, the Carabao Cup one yeah. was a little bit soured because we lost the tie. Yeah. But we still win. Yeah, won the 90 minutes. Yeah. Um, and that was with 10 men as well for a, for a solid portion of the mm-hmm. second half. Um, but, yeah, this win felt a bit more significant to me. I don't know, the performance overall seemed better. It was the first time in a long while you could audibly hear um, Old Trafford uh, through the TV. Like you could just hear it. Sound like it was absolutely rocking, and I think it, it felt like in a, it was the first time in a long time that I'd seen that kind of atmosphere at Old Trafford. Yeah, um, I mean the commentators I think nailed it as well. Like uh, the way we set up. So let's, I guess we'll talk about that. Is yeah. uh, similar to how we set up for the away games now. Mm-hmm. The three 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 centre backs, the two wing backs. Uh, Three midfield, three centre mids, and the two stri- strikers are putting in that air quotes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, James and Martial, who we've discussed before, not very, not really strikers in a way. Um, but yeah, they seemed like we said to City, you know, show, you know, show us what you got, and then after yeah, twenty minutes or so, decided they didn't have anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then just went for it. I mean, they, they looked pretty toothless without De Bruyne. It, it swung so crazily. So I think we had 30% possession in the first 20. Yeah. And then it just swung to us having like 70% possession. Yeah, it felt like, it felt exactly like that. Yeah. We just said, let, let them have the ball, see what they can do. Decided, yeah, without De Bruyne, they've got nothing really. Yeah. Which uh, they're all still very talented players. They're a good team still. But he obviously pulls things together yeah he makes them tick what did you think of uh, the goal first off Martial yeah so um, I watched it about 150,000 times since it went in <laughs> and uh, there's, a, there's some really good angles that I saw today so sort of uh, to the side of the goal facing uh, the players um, and you can see Bruno and Fred they're, they're talking a lot Yeah. Uh, so you can see them whispering to, whispering to each other you know covering their mouths as they do now and <laughs> um, and you can see Martial's looking at them. And City are just sort of, they're sort of wandering around, they're getting ready. And uh, Bruno says something to Fred. Fred sticks his hand up. As soon as he puts his hand up, Martial goes. And the City players are caught off guard. Bruno chips it over. And it was was a good hit. It was, uh, potentially keeper should have done better, but he did connect with it quite nicely. Bit of a shinner, but I'm happy. 
I think it was just the the speed of the move is is what surprised Completely City. So I think even Edison was just off guard, really, rather than the. I I, I loved. It felt almost telepathic the way he kind of raised his arm yep. and marshaled, boom, like a bullet. He's gone. It, 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 I don't. I don't know. You said you've seen a few replays. Maybe you've seen it, but it doesn't even look like they not like they don't look at each other and say, you know, I'm going to do this. It's literally just one cue and he's done. This. Yeah. So I think Bruno and Fred discussed it. Yeah. And but then they've obviously practiced it with Martial. Like yeah. if I if Fred does this, yeah. Bruno's going to do that. You do this. Yeah. No, it was. Very I think well it's the first time something like that's come off for us since I don't know if you remember back in the day. There's a Chelsea game um, when Rooney and Giggs took that funny corner. You, oh, when he touched it. And yeah, then, so yeah. he's walked walked yeah. it over. Touched and the ref making retake. Yeah, so yeah. we we scored from the retake as well. Yeah. But that was but that was the last time I've seen us do something that. That was part of the routine. It was yeah. all part of the, <laughs> for the, for the um, retake. So it's nice to be on the the positive side of those things. It was a great set piece. Yeah, and yeah. like you said, I think um, people were saying, well, the uh, commentators were saying Edison probably should have saved it. But yeah, I think he's. Just I think he just got guard. caught off guard. Yeah, um, he's probably not sit. And then after that, I think we should have had a penalty. I thought it was pretty clear on Fred. <sighs> It was ridiculous. Um, and when clear when the referee pulled it back to give him a yellow, I was I was shocked because they very rarely give yellows for dives nowadays. It was insane. Yeah. Um, so watching that live, it looked like a foul. You see the replay; it's a clear foul. He booted him in the ankle. He might have over exaggerated the yeah, fall, but yeah. it was it was a penalty. <laughs> but ultimately, yeah, yeah. I agree. He, 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 I would say he's over exaggerated, but at the same time, it's enough contact to send him down. And then the watching, the watching, yeah. So like two seconds. The, so the ref stops play to book Fred. Then um, the Sky started showing the replay, and literally before they'd finished showing the, the the replay, Neville said, "Oh, the VAR check's done." And I'm like, "What? When does VAR suddenly become that quick?" Yeah, I, I don't. Know. And I've seen tons of different reasons since then. I've seen one saying, "Oh, play had already gone too far," which was rubbish because they pulled it back yeah. for work for more. That's more. happened before. Um, for more. I've seen some saying they didn't even check it. Uh, some saying it wasn't clear and obvious. Some saying. Um, they agreed that there was contact, but not enough to overturn the original decision. Just hundreds of different reasons. For and unfortunately, our, uh, Peter, Peter Walton hasn't weighed in on this one because it was on uh, Sky Sports. But <laughs> if, if I had the budget, I would get Peter Walton. Yeah, he's got to be on, on a contract that Sky yeah. to give his opinion and to agree with every single thing the referee does. Yep. For, the, for those of you who don't know, Peter Walton is he's a BT Sports sort of refereeing pundit. Uh, whenever there's a slightly controversial decision on BT, uh, they go to Peter Walton. And uh, this is, it kind of goes like this. The ref will give a foul. They go to Peter Walton. Peter Walton will say it's a foul. Yep. They go to VAR. VAR says it's not a foul. Peter Walton goes, oh, well, actually, the correct decision has been reached. <laughs> yeah. Peter Walton essentially agrees with whatever the referee does, <laughs> yeah, whatever. whatever that may be. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's become it's become it's becoming a bit of a meme now that yeah. basically whatever whatever happens on the pitch, Peter Walton's all for it. So. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, I'm sure that will come up again in future in future episodes. But <laughs> for sure, it, I'd be very interested because I think uh, Gary Neville, in one of the games he was commentating on previous to this, um, I can't remember which game it was, he said that they hear the the VAR comes uh, between the ref and VAR uh, oh, in the gantry. Okay. Yeah, he said that they hear it. So that kind of makes me think that he was right then when he said. The VAR check, the VAR check was done very quickly. Yeah. So, so yeah, he did say, and I don't know if he was meant to say it, but he did say we hear the comms between the ref and the VAR um, guys in Stockley Park. So, uh, yeah, uh, it, it, there's a channel that exists, so and is able to be shared, broadcasted. Yeah. I don't understand why they don't. That would be awesome if they could. Um, I'm, I can't. I I imagine at some point they are going to broadcast it. Uh, eventually, I mean, they have to rugby. You can yeah, hear it. Right? Rugby, you can, you can, you can hear, hear it in the stadium, as and well. it works very um, well. I think um, probably uh, Peter Walton and Cole will have something to say against that <laughs> because it, it opens another channel for. In which I think the, yeah, the, the problem the problem here is going to be um, there's been so much nonsense with VAR um, that yeah, if they open it up to um, everyone hearing it's just it might cause even more yeah more controversy really so speaking um, of var nonsense early second half aguero goes through on goal yeah so uh this was this is a this is a bit, a bit so this one I, I think the fault lies entirely with the linesman um and then a little bit with the var guys as well um i'm not convinced it was actually offside I think it was onside. I think, yeah. if we're being fair, I think Brandon Williams' uh, leg plays yeah. him onside. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those tight ones yeah, where if they tight. went to VAR, if they didn't go in this much detail either, but usually with those kind of offsides, they zoom into like 10,000x zoom yeah. <laughs> to see. And uh, again, they made their mind up pretty quickly. Yeah. But I don't think the linesman should have flagged. 
Um, it completely goes against everything we've seen all season. Yeah. All season, they're not flagging. Then yep. all of a sudden, they're f- flagging. Yeah, I mean, if it was blatant flag, but that was marginal. Yeah, he, he, shouldn't, marginal. he shouldn't have flagged. Uh, I don't blame De Gea for stopping. I know nowadays you say, people will argue, oh, um, you know, you got to play to the whistle, blah, blah, blah. But for however long football's been going on, the linesman's flag for an offside foot is almost, is almost as powerful as a whistle in a way yes so it's a natural reaction yeah. to just stop it, it, the authority has made the decision <laughs> yeah. and also um i would have preferred if he had tried to save it but ultimately i actually think him doing that probably would have made them give the goal the yeah. fact that i think he's stood stopped, rooted yeah. and has kind of i don't know if that influences uh, the decision. yeah they started going to var and neville was like oh this looks like they're going to give it when gary I, was neville, thinking, I was thinking it as yeah. well when gary neville makes that noise when he and goes then off, before they sort of thought it kind of felt to me like they thought if we zoom in on this we might have to give it so we're not going to zoom in we're just going to say it's offside yeah. <laughs> um, but you know I guess these things even themselves out we should have had the penalty with Fred yeah. in the first half yeah. so agree. I don't think City can have too much to complain about other than that they didn't really create anything after no. after they after we went ahead no um, there was very minimal from them there was a sterling half chance where he didn't get on the end of it uh, from the Mares cross has there ever been a player that has performed so consistently bad against Manchester United over the years? As Sterling? Because uh, um, even from his Liverpool days. Yeah, he's, he's up there. <laughs> I think he's yet to score a goal against Manchester United. Yeah. So is Rooney, actually, funnily enough. Rooney's, Rooney's yet to score a goal against Man United. <laughs> <laughs> Rooney gets away but, with it. But I think we'll give him a pass. Yeah, Rooney has good yeah. report with us. Yeah. Um, and he almost scored again. He, he's come closer than Sterling, I reckon. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I feel like every time Sterling takes a shot against us, it's like yeah. someone shoots him in the leg or he just doesn't want to score against us. It's yeah, really... so I've heard he's a massive Man United fan. Yeah. That's a quote from him yeah, when it, as, he, as a kid. Um, so, yeah, maybe subconsciously he just doesn't want to score because there's a shot he had in the first half which was pretty tame Very as well. tame, like, yep. <laughs> It just felt like he just wasn't putting all, effort, all his effort in. It's I'm crazy. sure he was, but... It's crazy because um, he was so good probably first half of the season. He's dropped off a bit recently, but he struggles so badly when he plays against us. And wan yeah. has been having great games against him. Absolutely yeah. terrific games. I think with well, wan there's not really been a time this season where I've been worried about him defensively anyway. So, But he's showed even in the in the bigger games that he can step up to an even a newer, higher level. wan is uh, amazing for one reason. When he comes up against these really fast wingers, the second they do that one knock touch to yeah. sprint onto, he just slides. Takes yeah. Him. yeah, he's like my ball. Yeah, and um, whereas most players would just bring him down or let him pass. Yeah. Trent. <coughs> um, but <laughs> or fouls. Him. Yeah. Trent does a lot of fouls. He doesn't yeah. foul much either. One percent. Yeah, exactly. You very rarely see him get uh, given free kicks he, against because he can actually tackle. Yeah. Which uh, I know people don't want that in their defenders nowadays. Yeah. But <laughs> he he can actually tackle. Yeah, um, defenders are being measured on how many assists. How many assists they get? And kind of rubbish like that. But <laughs> and even that he's um, so I saw an interesting stat. Um, so. Chances created in the league in uh, 2020. Uh, let's see if you can guess between Trent and Arnold and uh, Wambasaka. Chances created. What the difference? Chances created. Yeah. Um, five. To who? To Trent. So the actual is uh, Trent has created ten yeah. and Wambasaka has created eleven. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> So I was I was surprised when I saw that as well. Wow! But yeah, I feel like in one game he make, does about ten. It feels like that, trend, right? But, but maybe it's <laughs> the only ones that actually connect. Yeah. And lead so to I'm not chance. sure what the actual definition of these chances yeah. created are, but you know it, the 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 narrative is that Wambasaka can't attack, but in re- the reality is actually it's actually different. I'm not saying he's better attacker than Trent, but yeah, because you know for at the moment he isn't. But but the difference is now Wambasaka has got the Nigerian R9 to aim at exactly. He's got more. He's got more. He's got more targets now. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. He's doing his job. His job is to get it into the box and create a chance. Yep, I agree. I'm uh, very happy with him. Um, yeah, he, he there's some, there some. He got pulled for the random drugs test after the game, and people have been commenting on that, saying that they're not surprised after after his performance because it was inhuman, and uh, a lot other people are suggesting Sterling is the one who's do- put him up for the drugs test. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost a compliment. Yeah. Um, I think even Jamie Carragher was saying he, he looks like he's the best one-on-one fullback. Yeah, in the I world. agree. I agree. Um, to um, be honest, even like as a defender, yeah. I, I think I can't remember another defender. Maybe not uh, for a while. To be honest, I think maybe uh, traditionally your centre backs they do their best to not go to ground yeah. because if you give a free kick away, they're usually uh, quite dangerous. Yeah. Um. So maybe uh, on the ground, but his this doesn't sound like I'm talking about UFC fight. His groundwork <laughs> is amazing. Yeah. It, on when he goes to ground, I haven't seen him maybe made look silly yet. I'm scared eventually he's gonna. 
give a pen away. Or well, something. He, he, I mean, he gave one against, yeah, against Watford. Yeah. He's, I mean, it's going to happen every now and then. Yeah. But I'd take it on if if the majority of the performances are like if this. Ninety five percent of the challenges are yeah. really good. Slides. He doesn't get booked much either. Which yeah. is, again, this is you'd expect someone who's making that kind of amount of tackles in uh, his position to get booked a lot more than yeah. he does. What did you think of uh, Daniel James's performance? Because he started off in that strike position a few times. Yeah, I, I thought he actually he he had a good game. Yeah. Um, but it, there was a lot. There was definitely you can see why he's a raw talent at the moment and not the finished article. Yeah, I agree. Because his um, his final ball was lacking a lot. Um, saying that he didn't even he didn't pass a lot <laughs> in yeah. that final. He, I think because he's not scored for a while. I think his August was his last goal. Um, he's looking for that that moment. Um, but there's a couple of times where he'd made really really good runs and Bruno had made equally good runs to get in a better position. And he just ignored him. Uh, Martial did the same. Um, yeah, it happened twice, I think, um, where he had a really good chance to give that one ball and uh, potentially get a goal out of it. But um, yeah, he, he kind of rushed a shot in both scenarios. Yeah. And yeah, I think the more finished player would look for the opportunity to set that up yeah. r- rather than um, shoot from an, a difficult angle. Um, but his ru- his runs, particularly late in the game when City were getting tired, he, took, he carried the ball a long way, yeah. which makes a difference in these... Um, you know when City had a lot of the ball in the second half um, when you're holding on to a lead having someone just carry the ball for that amount of time and just get out of the out of our half uh, it, made, it did make a difference um, and uh, yeah I was going to say something he he brings a uniqueness in his uh, yeah his pace and his energy. Yeah. Although we we've, we've described him as a uh, raw, I think that's a fair description. And uh, hopefully with time, he's gonna, he, he he's learns to. Yeah, he, he's got he's got the he's at the right club to develop. I think he's yeah. getting the opportunities. Um, uh, that was it. Um, I saw a comment on Twitter saying the reason why Martial and uh, and uh, James didn't pass to Bruno is because they're used to playing with Pereira. <laughs> so, explain things. so they're not they're not quite used to playing with Bruno yet who would actually probably stick away a lot of these chances that they, they would create so they're used to seeing looking up seeing Pereira and thinking oh, I'm not giving him the ball yeah so Bruno yeah. honestly he's incredible he's, yeah, so he's, he's coming just, on his first season and oh, sorry first month and he's won Premier League Player of the Month I think he's nominated right they, they haven't um, no he's won it he won it yeah he okay. won it that's good and um, and for context, um, I don't know how accurate this was because I saw this uh, on Twitter. Yeah, I know which stat you're going to pull up and uh, I have an issue with yeah, it. <laughs> Pogba has never been nominated for Player yeah, of the Month. which I find ridiculous because uh, there have been months where Pogba's really turned it on. Like, especially yeah. when Oli first came in, he was playing unbelievable football. There's probably the, just the, players at the time the, that were doing scoring more goals, shall we say. Usually these Player of the Month I, I things are I don't know even if, if that's true because when Oli first came in, he was scoring like every single game and setting up goals. Yeah. In a couple of games, he scored more. He got a few braces as well. Um, so, yeah, I think there's always an agenda about um, <laughs> about uh, what do you want to call it, Pogba. But you know, what can you do? Um, Imagine the um, the possibilities of when if them two get to play together. Yeah. Um, so the, I guess um, is there much more to talk about the City game? We'll there we'll is, come back to Pogba. Yeah. So there there's the, the McTominay goal, of course. Um, well, yeah, when I saw them put five minutes added time up, I was thinking, where, uh, firstly, where did they get this from? There wasn't and, many fouls, yeah, not that I can remember. Um, Lengthy horns. And but and secondly, you know, just blow the blow the whistle. <laughs> um, but it it went on, it went on, and then yeah, finally we had that moment. Um, I can't think of any anyone else that I'd have preferred to score that. I think it was it's, it was a fitting goal. You know, it's an amazing goal when you know when the camera does that shake. Yeah. When was the last time we saw the camera <laughs> shake at Old Trafford? Oh, it was phenomenal. To, to, so Edison, he's been quite well. He's always been um, rated as a consistently decent. Yeah, I mean, keeper. when I think back over the years, I can't think of too many errors he's made. Yeah, and he's got quite. A, I think he's got. I don't think like, he's the best keeper, but I think he's probably been the most consistent since yeah. he's come. He's got league. something like forty-five yeah. clean sheets in like ninety-something yeah. games, so he's got a clean sheet every other game. And and yeah, when you're playing with players like John Stones and Autumn Mendy in front of yeah. you is it's quite an achievement. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but yeah, he he's just rushed rushed it. He's thrown it out. So I actually think uh, the he has he has overthrown it. But Mendy was very slow to get going. Yeah, and um, and it's a wet pitch. The yeah. ball's moving fast off it. Um, and yeah, McTominay he covered a lot of ground to get there as yeah. well. They showed good desire, yeah. and and prior to that, so prior to Edison getting his hands on the ball, that hold up play from Igor. Igor, it was really good. Oh, it's that's, that, that, that's that's what we we were discussing it between ourselves the other day. Uh, it's what we same with the derby game. Is it's what we've been missing with a striker who's firstly right place, right time. Yeah. And secondly, he can actually hold the ball up. Yeah, you know, Martial and even Rashford to a point when they get the ball, their first instinct is I want to take someone on or do something with it. Yeah. Rashford Rashford's known for having these like very early first time shots, that kind of stuff. Um. 
But Igalo, he can actually play with his back to the back to the goal. And he's got a pretty good touch as well by the looks of things. Yeah, yeah, surprisingly. Um, the one thing I remember I mentioned to you is when you have a striker, if finishing isn't one of the top two or three things that you associate with that striker, then there's a better striker out there for you. And Igalo's one of them where finishing, I think, is up there on his like strong attribute list. Yeah. Um, and it's a stri- something we've missed in a striker. And I know the last proper striker we had was Lukaku, but at times the finishing was questionable. Um, whereas Igalo, I know it's early days, he's only played by a month. Yeah, you given the chances he's but putting yeah, away. Like, but. like the, that second goal against uh, Derby, I think it was, where he just yep. sn- just took it. Like he's had, he had very minimal time to hit that and he's hit it into the top roof of the net. Yep. Um, that's just the kind of finishing that we've been missing for a long time. Yeah, and it makes a difference, especially against the teams that are harder to break down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, not much else really about the City game. Yeah, like you said, it looked like a great atmosphere. Everyone was happy. Oli had a nice celebration. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, another clean sheet for us, which is massive against a team like City. You've got Aguero and Sterling and Jesus, etc. Yeah, so I've got another good stat for that. So in our last 10 games, it's eight clean sheets um, and just two goals conceded. And when we think back at those uh, two goals, the goalkeeping both errors. goalkeeping mistakes. Yeah. So that proves that our actual back four is coming together quite nicely now. Yeah. Um, Maguire I think in those 10 games he's just he's just taking himself he's to a new level. and he's quietly doing it. that's what I like about yeah. it he's not doing anything exceptional he's just being very consistent with his defending and that's yeah. what we need from and a centre back bringing, he's bringing everyone else and he, actually Shaw, Shaw's form is, is worth worth mentioning as well do you think do you think the increase in form from like Shaw and Fred and even Martial of recent is down to a, we're buying players which are sticking pressure on them for first team spots so Shaw, Shaw I've always said for him he he needs runs runs of games mm-hmm um, so the thing, the problem he had this season was he was injured at the start of the season. Yeah, takes him a long time to get going. So for him, I actually think the winter break has helped because he's had a run of games and he's had a run of games afterwards as well without getting injured. Um, so he's sort of he's where he's now where fitness wise where you'd want him to be at the start of the season. Yep. Um, so hopefully he doesn't get his it doesn't pick up anything. Um, so I think for him and and obviously the competition from Williams has helped. Yeah, I think massively. Um, yeah. But equally, um, I think he mentioned him, him, that himself in an interview. Um, but I do think a big thing for him is just is just runs of games. Because um, we've seen it in the seasons where he started started early on in the season and hasn't got injured. He's had pretty good seasons. Yeah. But where he's been, where his his preseason's been disrupted, that's when he struggled to get get into form for the rest of the season. Um, Martial, I think, yeah, the competitions helps there. Because when Rashford's injured, he knew that he was going to start every game, yeah, basically. Guaranteed. Um, so yeah, Galo coming in is definitely helped. And also, I think you know I joked about it earlier, but playing with players that aren't Pereira, <laughs> like bringing Bruno in, I they seem it, to have hit it off pretty pretty early on. It ups everyone's game when you bring in quality like that. Yeah, I mean Martial knows no now knows that he, you know he's got someone behind him who's going to actually create chances for him. Yeah, um, and. You know, Bruno was quick to call him out on not not finishing the chances. Um, Very quick to call yeah, him out, so, which is good. Yeah, so he he knows that he's uh he's got someone who's setting high standards now, and that he need, he needs to meet those standards, or he's going to be he's going to be off. Yeah. Whereas before, um, Pogba, it might have a similar effect on Pogba. They probably felt they were much better than the players around him. Yeah. And maybe they didn't need to be at hundred percent. It, it it could yeah it could be the catalyst for Pogba to begin dishing out those um, great performances week by week. Yeah. Fred, I'm not sure what what the what the change has been, but maybe he just Fred's needs maybe he just needed a year to settle. The commentator yeah. mentioned actually Fred yeah. got married in the summer. Yeah, maybe it's that. Maybe it's that. Maybe he's maybe it's that. Maybe he's maybe he just needed a year to settle. Yeah. some players do. Um, it's a big yeah. change being Brazilian um, from Ukraine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's the the difference between him and this season and last season is just crazy. Um, yeah, I agree. There's a couple of times in the City game where um, he had the ball in very high pressure situations, and he's not just hoofed it away. He's beaten a player, yep. passed it, passed it well. He's he's very calm and composed now. On the ball, he's he's been terrific, and and he breaks down play as well when he's off the ball and he and he's facing a, an attack coming at him. He's very good at breaking it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been happy with him. Uh, even yeah, Matic, I think he's got his new one-year contract now as well, um, and he's been um, he's been involved in I think fourteen out of the twenty clean sheets we've kept he's, or something. He's, uh, his form's been quite consistent yeah. and good, and it, it reminds me a bit of a Chelsea match, which is a good thing. Yeah, well, even the Matic when he, when he first joined, um, when he, he first joined and dribble past four players in his first yeah. game, <laughs> um, he just kind of he kind of tailed off a bit uh, towards the end of Mourinho. 
and then he had a resurgence under Ollie, and then he tailed off again. Yeah. <laughs> but he seems to have had a resurgence again. Um, but yeah, um, happy with everyone at the moment. Um, yeah, I guess that's it for the City game. Um, we mentioned Pogba. Uh, there's reports today again that he wants to sign a new contract. Uh, I'm I'm not going to believe anything until. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. That's that's where I'm at with this now. I'm not. I'm not going to believe anything until I see it on on a BBC Sport or ManUnited.com. I agree because I'm yeah. seeing contradicting uh, opinions. I'm it's seeing, like every week, basically. Yeah, I'm seeing that for, uh, just today on my timeline. I'm seeing that he wants a contract, and then I'm seeing it's uh, false news. He, he has he doesn't want a contract. Uh, but yeah, maybe if if he does want a contract, then uh, I'm not too sure what his agent was saying. Was this well, he's been quiet. He's, he's been quiet for a while, right? I've not heard anything from Raiola for a few weeks. I just sent him so an email <laughs> asking him to shut up. Kind regards, poor Pogba. <laughs> something, something, something along those lines. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to say no if he wants to stay. I'd love it if he stays. And, yeah. and if he's genuinely motivated to be playing for and, us, I'd love it. And the it. good thing is, uh, the competition for places in that central midfield at the moment is very, very high. So he won't, at the moment for me, he doesn't automatically walk back into the first team. No. He's, he's don't get me wrong, he's still the best player. Yes, agree. He's still the best player. He's still the most talented. But on current form, it's hard to drop any of them. Even McTominay is, at the moment, it's like, where do you... Like, fitting all of them in. Um, McTominay definitely and Fred and Matic. Like, I can't, I can't see why any of them Yeah, and Bruno, be. Bruno's never getting dropped again. He's, yeah. he's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's playing every game for the next 10 years. So it's um, just... Uh, it, it, but it's very good. Look at the position we're in. Yeah. A few years ago, we would cry well, out for midfield. Even a few months ago, before yeah. before some of these... Play, before Matic's form turned around, we basically had Fred and McTominay that were the only central midfielders that were in even reasonable form. Now we've suddenly got four central midfielders in very, very good form. Yes. Scoring goals. All of them were scoring. Uh, yeah, Matic scored against City in the Carabao Cup. Yeah. McTominay scored a couple of goals since he came back. Yeah. Fred started scoring. Bruno yeah. scoring and creating. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're all they're all scoring. They're all doing a pretty good job They've defensively really as well. really stepped up in uh, Rashford's um, uh, absence. Yeah. Um, which that was the problem we had at the start of the season was just Rashford was scoring yeah. all the goals. There was nothing, there was no contribution from anywhere else on the pitch. Um, yeah. Now recently, Shaw, Shaw scored, Maguire scored. I think we we're just missing Wan-Bissaka and Lindelof. Yeah, that's, that's the rest, and then, then even Lindelof got one against someone with a header. I recall. Did he this yeah. season? Yeah, well, so maybe he did. So we're just missing Wan-Bissaka. We just need a Wan-Bissaka goal. Yeah, and he had a chance actually. If Martial pulled it back to him yeah, against City, he was he made a good run. Um, but yeah, so Pogba wants to stay. Obviously, we'll keep him. Yeah, but I'd more than happily keep him in the squad. And yeah, like you said, the competition could bring the best out of him. Yeah, and I was reading. Um, you know, Madrid are also in a bit of a transition, I guess. Um. They might have other targets that they want to spend big on. They might not be able to f- afford Pogba, so um, and I can't see him going anywhere else. Really, there's rumours that the funding from his sale will be what we will use to get Jaden Sancho. I I I I don't see it that way. I, I, um, obviously, I'm not. I'm, I don't work at the club. I don't know the ins and outs. But <laughs> I think if you if United want want a player, they can. They don't have uh, FFP issues that City do. So what if uh, we want Sancho Grealish and also the man that's been mentioned recently, Bellingham? Yeah, well, how much did we spend last summer? That was hundred. That was over. That was probably about hundred and fifty million. Yep. That roughly. That's. I'd imagine that that hundred fifty would probably get at least two of those guys. Maybe. Maybe at a push. Yeah, maybe probably you'd, probably, you'd probably need two hundred there to do. All but would all. we be able to do that in two consecutive windows? Why not? Including um, Bruno. <laughs> they seem to do well. every every window. <laughs> I, I'd love to do. Yeah. It. I just don't know what the yeah. FFP ruling is. Um, the thing is, United United make a ton of money, so I don't think financial fair play is an issue. Okay. Um, and also, I've been hearing financial fair play after the City thing, it might end up being scrapped. <laughs> but um, then apparently, the lots of people are unhappy with the system, so it seems like it needs a re rejig rather than. Uh, carrying mm. on as it is. I, I've never thought about it too much, but I think it does the job. Otherwise, you'd get teams like. City and PSG buying everyone, which is what they did at one point. Well, the the argument is um, f- financial fair play was essentially essentially brought in to control debt, but it doesn't deal with clubs like, for example, United, who have half a billion pounds worth of debt. Ah, I see. <laughs> um, and the other argument is that it actually protects the elite clubs like United, Madrid, Barca. Uh, I guess you prefer Chelsea and Chelsea into that category. Yeah. Who turn over a uh, Liverpool? Who turn over a lot of money? Yeah. So they are fine for FFP rules. They can do whatever they want. But for the smaller clubs, City, um, they, can, they can't spend that much, even though they have. <laughs> um, 
they can't spend as much without getting away with the, with the rules so to I think Gary Neville's argument was for example um, for City to get to where they have now um, if they tried to do that without spending the money it would take I don't know it would take 20-30 years yeah, <laughs> like Leicester, so, yeah. Leicester did it but it was a one-off they, they have, I mean this they year they're looking at Champions replicate. League qualification but yeah. it's not it's not been a consistent title challenge for them has it um, and he's but I guess he's got slightly vested interest because he's the owner of Salford yeah um, and they, he was saying they don't have FFP in the lower leagues so that's how they've been able to do their their investments so Salford to sign Wayne Rooney and Rubinho this <laughs> summer <laughs> something like that yeah. Um but yeah, we'll see how that goes. Like I say, it's not really an issue for United. Yeah. Um, uh, if we could only get two out of the three, I would probably go Sancho and Grealish. Um, although Bellingham does look good. I, I've watched about one championship game this season and it happened to be Birmingham. That's, that's one championship um, yeah. more than most people. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just sometimes on Friday night there's just nothing else on uh, on TV. So there's, there's some championship games. Are, they're actually, it's okay. It's good to watch. Um, yeah, it's, it's a bit it's more rough than... Yeah. Uh, the Premier it's League, more but, but yeah, Bellingham. He actually he looked good. Um, he's kind of he. They're probably the most similar player that I can re- compare him to in the Premier League at the moment. Is probably Ali when he first joined Spurs. He gets compared a lot to Ali and Gerard with the two names that I read. Yeah. Uh, um. So they they. Uh, I think I would go more. He's kind of like a hybrid Lampard and Gerard. He okay. does like the late runs into the box like Lampard, but he's quite tough like Gerard sounds was. like he's the result of a genetic <laughs> experiment by yeah. Sven Goran Eriksson um, oh yeah there's, I've got another thing about Sven but <laughs> um, I'll quickly throw that in I don't know if you caught Monday Night Football Sven was I saw him Monday I didn't watch too much yeah, so they went through his ultimate England team and it was essentially his exact England team yes, that he played so every single game with Joe except, Hart in except with Joe Hart yeah. <laughs> so he had Joe Hart in goal Gary Neville Ferdinand Terry Ashley Cole and then they had a midfield for Beckham, Lampard, Gerrard, Skulls on the wing, As and always. then Rooney and Owen up front. Yeah. That was his exact England team. Other yeah. than it was just Paul Robinson for for Joe Hart. What was his criteria? Was it any England players? Well, so that's the thing. I need to clarify that. So I've only seen the picture of, uh, um, but it must have been any because Joe Hart didn't play when uh, when when he was no, manager. He didn't. No, yeah. you're so right. So it must it must have been any any England player in the last yeah twenty years or something. Because it just it, the only description on the picture was ult- Sven's ultimate England eleven. Yeah. Um, so, and the worst oh, thing God. was he still went for the four four two formation. The, the one still that he yeah, achieved nothing. Still, with. still sticking skulls out on the wing, and yeah. But um, I mean, yeah, with a lot of those, it's hard to argue with, like Rooney, uh, Terry Ferdinand, Ashley Cole. Yeah, even, a lot of those. Yeah, even yeah, yeah. if you look 10, 15 years on, it would be difficult to yeah. replace. Um, but you know, you could maybe argue for like Harry Kane over Owen that kind of stuff yeah. um, if you're going to play uh, if you're going to play 4-4-2 um, you could probably uh, you know you'd argue about who one of Lampard and Gerrard mm-hmm. that was his biggest failure was Lampard and Gerrard playing badly together yeah so you'd put one of them with skulls and put an actual winger on the wing who would you stick on the wing left wing uh, for the last 15 years of the last 20 years of England Joe Cole gets he's uh, close and that's Joe another Cole. one of Sven's, Sven's yeah. players um, maybe Sterling yeah but I'd probably go Sterling yeah, I think um, I'd go Sterling he, he turned Sterling it on after been... he had a couple of disappointing tournaments but he's been pretty good for England the last couple of years um, who else played left wing I probably wouldn't go for Adam Johnson I don't did he ever even get in the England team I'm not sure yeah he had a very good run in the England team well very really? good run I say in the some kind of qualifiers he had a, a, a spout of a decent form I don't even remember him ever ever getting in the team to be honest it was, but, um, it was in that period where players like Gareth Barry were one of our good players <laughs> where our team was just generally not it very went, good we, we went from a period of uh, yeah. under Sven where it was impossible to get a new cap yeah. you were either you, you were part of his 23 or you weren't yeah. and you very rarely changed that to um to Matthew Hobson starting at the back yeah to oh god under uh, Hodgson and uh, Hodgson in particular he was just giving out caps left right and centre it was like Bobby Zamora yeah let's throw him in uh, uh, random random guy from League 2 yeah. signs for a Premier League team scores one goal throw him in it was like <laughs> and just stands in uh, you're in yeah it was like um, you know any time the media said oh there's this English guy who's playing okay Hodgson's like you know what throw him in yeah um, but yeah I suppose we, we've gone off topic a bit <laughs> um but yeah, Bellingham, <laughs> I think that's what we were talking about. So if if we were to sign Bellingham, let's think about this uh, from, a, from a realistic perspective. We sign him this summer. What happens with him? Because we've just said we've got a midfield that's quite packed as it is. When when does he eventually start playing for us? 
I mean, he's 16, so yeah, I don't know if he the comes midfield, The midfield's packed, but, you know, we, you know, if we qualify for the Champions League, even if we don't, you'd expect us to get Europa League football. There's a lot of games to play. Yeah. So so let's argue, obviously, Matic is probably the closest to leaving the club in terms of just his age. So I think he signed his one-year deal, so yeah. he'll be here next season. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's a position there long-term. Yeah. Um, Fred, we're, we're thinking would hopefully be long term. McTominay definitely going to be long term. Bruno's going to be long term. Yeah, Pogba, still we still don't know. Yeah, um, mm, so, so there's, ar- there's positions there. Arguably, um, you're looking at potential spots for where Pogba and Matic is. So yeah, there's yeah, there's, there's spots there. there. Um, it, it, we're not. I don't think he'll be ready to start every no. game next year. But you know, it's maybe against some of the smaller teams, you've got cup games. Um, there's there's opportunities there, and uh, you know, Oli Shoney is willing to give opportunities to young players. Um, and yeah, if if Dortmund are interested in him, he must be reasonably good. <laughs> yeah, good point. Um, but yeah, I think he's worth it. He's worth it taking a shot on because Dor- you'd Dortmund, rather sign him uh, now than if Dortmund get him and then he's hundred million in three years time. <laughs> Dortmund are willing to pay, I think, thirty five million for him and break yeah. their transfer record. So he must be decent. Yeah. Right? Um. So yeah, I think he's worth a go. Uh, based on the one game I've seen him play <laughs> so he's got four goals in 32 appearances yeah. this year and the fact that he's made 32 appearances at the age of 16 in the second tier of English yeah so that's the thing when I, when I saw his goal record and stuff I was thinking uh, but then when I actually watched him play I thought he just looked he just looked good he's yeah. so young and he was playing with grown men and yeah. he just looked comfortable and he, he looked fine um, yeah speaking of young players I think uh, Chong's finally signed a new contract yes he has um, so I saw rumours that it was going to be to 2025 which would have been good but it's only a two year deal with a one year extension that the club can give I guess that's a fair deal yeah um, so I've always my position with him and Gomez has always been they des- they need one more contract if it's not worked out after those uh, two years um, then yeah then maybe it's time to move on but so hopefully Gomez will follow soon but um, as yeah. it stands Gomez is expiring this summer yeah. Right? yeah so he's free to talk to foreign clubs as was Chong I think uh, the thing I've been reading is that it fell apart because Inter wanted to loan him out and yeah and he didn't want that um, whereas the plan United put together for him involved first team football and he's had a few chances this season he's looked pretty poor for the first team um, but you know it's his first season stepping yeah. up and I think I've noticed a difference as well. You can tell behind closed doors they've probably been speaking about giving him a contract. I yeah, so he's been playing more yeah, recently. He's been playing um, more slightly. He got an assist against Bruges. You probably expect him to play tomorrow. I'd have fought against uh, Lask. Yeah, you, you might would. as well preview that now. You um, would. I would expect him to start. I'd think. Yeah, I, I, so I, I imagine we'll mostly have a second string team. Yeah, uh, um, just because we've no got Spurs to Lask. On the <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we've got we've played a lot of games recently. Spurs on the weekend. That's a big game. Is that Old Trafford? I think it's Old Trafford, isn't it? You, you know what? I've just, uh, something a thought's just coming to my head. So obviously, coronavirus is, has made it oh, so yeah, that so the, the game behind closed, closed doors. doors yeah. um, so do you think? So a lot of these young players, the yeah. reserves, they play behind closed doors all the time, and uh, and arguably one of the biggest differences between playing reserve football and yeah, first the team is the, the yeah the impact of the crowd. So you're saying play more of the so youngsters I'm tomorrow? Play, <laughs> I'm expecting Gomez to play tomorrow and Chong and them both to have good games. That's yeah, my theory. The, the pressure, we'll the that pressure's goes. off. Maybe. Yeah. Um, that's been a problem at Old Trafford recently, right? Is that a lot of the players can't handle playing in front of yeah. almost 80,000 people. Yeah. And so maybe, they've tended to perform better away from home. Yeah. And um, and, and, and like no disrespect to Lask. Very sorry if you support Lask and I'm listening to this podcast. We've got, Ar- a, list, we've got a hungry listener, but yeah. I, don't think, I think it's almost, oh. almost Austria. <laughs> so, so potentially the first team quality of Lask, arguably, will probably be around the same level, I reckon, as a reserve Premier League team. Which is the league that these guys regularly play in. That's quite optimistic, I think. I don't think there'd even be... Yeah, I think that I'm being kind. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to have a look, quick look at their first team to see if I recognise anyone. Um, it's safe to say I don't. <laughs> uh, most of their players are Austrian, which is good Good to see, I guess. They, uh, they've got a couple of players on loan from some German teams. Um, yeah, so they've I think got even... a Brazilian guy called João Klaus. I mean that sounds like quite a German name, the f- Brazilian first name, German last name. We found the uh, <laughs> we found the Brazilian Andreas Pereira, who's yeah. also Brazilian. <laughs> um, well, at least he has a Brazilian name. Um, but yeah, I don't recognise anyone in their team. That doesn't yeah. not to say that doesn't mean that doesn't mean they're not going any good. Yeah, not to say that they can't even beat us tomorrow because yeah. on the day. But yeah, I would expect a win. Yeah, even though but they um, so they I was just checking their league, their league games have been postponed rather than closed doors. Ah. Um, so when's the last time they played? So they. Football played I think they so they have they played on the weekend so they won they won 1-0 on the weekend but 
Um, all of their next fixtures have all been postponed. So, so this could be a, a game in which they go all out, long busting performance against Manchester United. Yeah, because so, but then yeah, the, I guess the other argument we've got to look at is: is it even worth it? From Cro- their perspective or our perspective? Oh. Every, everyone's perspective. So, are we discussing Just the, the cro- travel? Yeah. Uh, it's, so what do we think okay so coronavirus is going to have a big impact on football uh, the remainder of the season uh, whether we like it or not now already in Europe um, France have suspended league games uh, Spain Italy Italy's Spain, completely suspended yeah Italy's completely suspended Spain I think I've put a two week suspension on yeah um, initially it began with behind closed doors which is always funny because it looks like you're playing a reserve game um, and all you hear in the Italian league is them just screaming at each other's names yeah um, so yeah it's, it's, there's been big implications um, already a Europe League ties being called off. Uh, Sevilla don't have permission to enter uh, Italy to play Roma. Um, I thought it was the other way around. The, um, the Italians don't have permission yes, to land right, the plane right. in Spain. <laughs> Which, um, yeah. you know, Chris Smalling gets some rest. Yep. See you soon. And um, yeah, and Wolves have requested for their game to be postponed, uh, which was rejected. That one I think I find the most bizarre because the City Arsenal game that was supposed to be tonight has been postponed because Arsenal players had contact with the Olympiacos owner. Yes. But UEFA have said no to Wolves postponing their game with Olympiacos <laughs> yes um, but yeah well I don't know what can you do yeah so um, I think what do you think the scenario will be I, I imagine the Premier League will move to behind closed doors at some point so I vote for the Premier League one-off playoff between City and Liverpool because they're the only teams that can that can still win the league right? so just have a one-off playoff between the two of them just to see what actually happens what, maybe home and away what Double I imagine, leg, two-legged tie home and away City-Liverpool I think that's fair for everyone what? and then um City then then leave the rest of the league positions as they are. We'll, we'll take fifth and Champions League spot because City are banned. <laughs> I I think um, what's going to happen is yeah they'll they'll do behind closed doors. But I don't mind that because I want to see Liverpool lift the title to an empty stadium. I think that would be quite funny with Klopp dancing away. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree. <laughs> I think I think they deserve to uh, celebrate with their fans. I know I was, jo- I was joking. I think it'd be hilarious. I, I was joking about the playoffs, but yeah. I think the, the the right thing to do is if they're going to cancel anything, Liverpool have won the league. Yeah, is 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 it's unrealistic to think that they're going to lose every single one of their next games, and it's definitely unrealistic to think City are going to win all of them. Yeah, <laughs> based on the way they're playing. Um, so yeah, I would say, as long as it's safe to do, let them let them have the if 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 it looks like it's going to come come to cancellations. If, see, they, if, they need they need to celebrate with their fans. It's if, been too long. They 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 need to they need to have that moment. If it is cancelled, it's going to be very tough for them because they, I imagine there won't be a parade. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the way things are going, it's going to be tough. Yeah. But um, but they got to have a parade when they won the League Cup last time, so they can enjoy that. Yeah, they they also won the Champions League. I don't know if you, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, you remember. They, they had quite a well. big parade for that. Um, but yeah, they deserve. I think they deserve that moment. Um, parade or no parade. I think it. I think everyone would be pretty. It'd be pretty miserable for everyone if they if they lifted the title in front of no one. Um, I don't but, think anything will ever be Leicester's lifting up the title with the. Uh, it, they had the Italian opera singer in. It was quite <laughs> quite quite special. I remember watching it. Uh, I think Fergie's last title was that was pretty nice as well. Um, but yeah, um, I think they deserve that moment. It's just a question of when it's safe to have that moment. They might just delay it and do it at some point in the summer. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but she, I mean, again, it's a shame. But you know, what can you do? Do you think the Euros will be postponed? I imagine they will be. So I don't. Italy didn't qualify, right? Am I getting that wrong? Or did they qualify for this? I think they did qualify for this. I think they, the big they missed uh, the World Cup. Was the World Cup. Right. Yeah. So the um, let's have a quick look at um, are there any games scheduled to play in Italy? Because that's going to put things at a massive threat. I feel like Rome was on the host list. <laughs> I suppose that's the problem with this new. Uh, quite frankly ridiculous um, hosting set up that UEFA have come up with so Italy yeah Rome yeah. Rome is on the list so it's quite unlucky from UEFA's perspective the one year they decide to go off with a multi-country uh, destination Euros is the year that the world decides to I mean to be honest it's, it's, in my opinion it's a stupid idea in the first place it's a bit novel, yeah. I think they were just trying to... Were they celebrating... Was it 100 years or something like that? I have 15, no idea. God knows. They were celebrating some kind of... Um, <laughs> some kind of landmark. I'm happy that the semi-finals and the final were going to be at Wembley. Yeah. That's nice. But why could we not have had the whole tournament? Yeah. We, there's plenty of sense. stadiums here that could yeah. host it. Um, but instead, you've got um, Azerbaijan. They're hosting it. Germany. Italy. Russia. 
Russia just had a World Cup. Why do they need the Euros as well? It, it's it, it's a bit. Romania, yeah, I'm not a big Republic fan of, of Ireland, I'm Holland, Scotland, because, um, Spain. Well, Scotland, we could have done a joint. We could have done a British thing. We could have used uh, Principality in Wales. We could have had Hampden Park. Um, and then we've got plenty of stadiums in England. We yeah. could have done a joint thing. Ge- if generally, we to do something like that. Generally, when these Euros happen, um, you tend to associate them with one the whole country. Yeah. Like they'll have That's the it. cultural Im- themes. Uh, it, ma- it, makes a, ma- it makes a big difference. Yeah, it and does. Especially for the players as well. The players and the fans, the travel. Like, imagine you've got, I don't know how they've set it up, but imagine as a fan that you want to go to all your, all your team's games and they've got one game in Azerbaijan and then the next game's in England. That's a huge trip. <laughs> and and uh, you'd have thought UEFA would have learned their lesson after the Europa League final last year, which was dismally attended yeah. because both the teams are from England and they had to Don't travel mean, to yeah. uh, Azerbaijan. I don't know how far that is, but it's pretty far. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I think the plan was terrible in the first place and it looks like they're going to struggle to get it to get it over the line. I think it was one of those fun ideas, but in reality, um, yeah, I, I think it's better to, in the future, stick to a host country and uh, make the most of that host country, give them their moment rather than the whole of Europe. And I think because of that, potentially even if it was in one country, it might have been cancelled. Uh, but I think more so now the fact that it's a uh, cross-country. Yeah, cross-country. Cross country, no way is that going to happen. Yeah, no way with all <laughs> yeah. that travel and yeah. the volume of people moving. Um, and, yeah. So, yeah, I think they've shot themselves in the foot in a way now. Um, like you said yeah if it was in one country they got a chance a yeah. tiny chance if it was one of those lesser impacted yeah. countries so, so like you'd say if it was in England at the moment it would probably be on but the way things are going I think the Euros are in a threat um, the Olympics are probably in, in, in trouble as well yeah most likely because um, then you've got even more countries participating and more travel um, I don't know how this is going to work are they, I think they're going to probably end up having to cancel the whole tournament yeah, I think there's it, not there's not other there's not going to be more time in the um, footballing schedule to do it no. unless they rearrange it for next summer. But then I, I you, think potential uh, solutions are next summer and uh, or if at minimum just cancel it and then it gives time for the leagues to. So finish the thing up with uh, next summer is um, maybe the summer would work because the Qatar World Cup is going to be winter, isn't it? Yes. So it'll be winter the following year. Yep. So. The players would still get a summer break. About yeah, eighteen months yeah. between. Um, no, so I wasn't thinking maybe the the exact time between them. I was thinking if they had a Euros one summer and the World Cup next summer. Yeah, it'd be constant play for almost two years. Yeah, yeah. But I guess because the Qatar World Cup is winter, maybe yeah. that would work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, certainly. I mean, we're not we're not experts by any ch- in in coronavirus. Yeah, just to clarify, but we're <laughs> just based on what we're hearing in the news and stuff, and how mu- how quickly things are being cancelled. Yeah. It seems it's only a matter of time before yeah. England games in England are under a similar... Which is similar a shame because I've just really started enjoying watching United again because we've come into some good form. Yep. So True. it'd be a bit uh, frustrating if if uh, if there's a pause in game. But as we are like uh, the criticism with the typical Man United fans who are based nowhere near Manchester, yes, it won't necessarily affect us that much as long as the games are still played. Yeah. Um, but it would be nice to get to Old Trafford before the end of the season, I think. Yeah, for um, sure. But it's certainly put everything in jeopardy. Um, it's nice to end on a positive note. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's only one man that can give us an opinion that's valid, and that's Peter Bruno Walton. Bruno Fernandes. <laughs> Peter Walton, just bring him in. Yeah. Uh, so we, we definitely, you know, I think that should be our goal for this podcast. If, if we achieve anything, we want to get Peter Walton on the... Just to give his opinion. Just to give his opinion. Yeah. What, what he thinks. Just just literally what he thinks. Whatever yeah. it is at that moment, what, just what he thinks. Just current events. That, that could be a new segment. Current events with Peter Walton. <laughs> My my theory is he agrees with whoever is in the highest position of authority. I'm starting to think he doesn't actually exist. He's a he's, he's a robot that's been made just to just to agree with whatever happens. He's the living embodiment of what? Yeah. Um. I'll post a clip in the show notes about of uh, something he did before the season. I was just sent it to Liam the other day. I'll try and describe it on uh, for, for for everyone. Um. But he's trying to explain the new handball rules. And <laughs> <laughs> he's holding he's holding the ball. Peter Crouch is standing there. He chucks the ball at Peter Crouch. Peter Crouch catches it and he says, under the new rules, that's not handball. And Peter Crouch is literally holding the ball. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, it's hilarious. I think we're, yeah, we're Peter Walton's biggest fan. If he listens to this, yep. give us a shout out on, uh, we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or Peter, leave us a review. <laughs> give us a follow, Pete. Appreciate yeah. you. Um, I still not, I've still not figured out how to review us on Spotify, but if you can, do that if you can do it on iTunes do that as well um, but yeah if not uh, try and subscribe on all of the various apps please do before we go 
we've got a little game. Oh yeah, a new a new segment, a new a new addition to the podcast. Um, it's something that uh, we've come up with, and we just thought it'd be a nice little, uh, nice little enjoy enjoyable way to wrap up the podcast and keep a little score between myself and Imti. And so the general theme of the game will be presented with about five or six clues around a Manchester United player. And we've decided to make sure that the player was active uh, for United at what for whatever point after 1999-2000 because anything before that more or less if you were to pick a random substitute that played I wouldn't get it I don't know about it <laughs> um, and yeah the, the 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 general theme of the game is to guess who the player is um, I'll shortly read you a couple clues and purposely the clues have been made so that they're not obvious so I've avoided saying nationalities uh, or squad numbers etc because I know <laughs> things like that MT will, will pick up straight away <laughs> uh, it narrows it down immediately if I tell him he played for Sweden um Lindelof. <laughs> so, MT, are you ready? Yeah. Clue number one. I started off my career in Germany at Hertha Berlin. Hertha Berlin. United player. No yeah. idea. Next clue. Next clue. <laughs> I represented three clubs within the Midlands. West Bromwich, Wolverhampton and Birmingham. No idea. Next clue. I made 11 appearances. Wait, were they before United or after United? They were around United. So United happened uh, in okay, between. No idea. Next clue. <laughs> I made 11 appearances for my national squad and I was part of the 2006 World Cup squad for my national team. No idea. Next clue. On my debut to Arsenal, I conceded a penalty, but luckily it was saved. I think Gilberto missed. Gilberto missed? Gilberto missed. Good deal. No clue. Next next one. This is another little trivia. <laughs> I've gone with trivial clues. <laughs> on my first start, my name was misspelled on my shirt. Now that could actually be a bit of a clue. Nope, I'm, I'm, I'm lost. I have no okay. idea. Now this one, I'm hoping you get this. This is the final clue. In 2008, in the, in my first cup tie, I was replaced by Rio Ferdinand after receiving a red card versus Portsmouth. He received a red card? Yes. And Rio Ferdinand replaced him. How did that work? Yes. Just think about it. It's quite obvious. He received the red card? Yes, he was sent off. Okay, Thomas Kujak. Ding, ding, MTS gets the... <laughs> guess is correct. <laughs> <laughs> the only way he could have been, um, the only way he could have been replaced uh, after, after by by someone else after getting a red card is being the goalkeeper, right? Yeah. And the only one I can think of from two thousand eight that would have played in. I was a bit conniving with my fourth clue when I said on my debut to Arsenal I conceded a penalty, and I was thinking, hmm, if I need to word this I was in a thinking, way, I was, which... thinking, I was thinking of defenders. Goalkeeper never yeah. even crossed my mind. And then I said, but but was saved when Gilbert or missed, but. It and when was you said Kujak that saved it, yeah, oh right. But so, I thought at that point yeah. I wasn't ready to give away as a goalkeeper because it narrows yeah. it down terrifically. If you if you said um, when you said Gilberto, I was starting to think like 2004, like that that kind of time. I wasn't no, I wasn't thinking old, too, old Gilberto. Yeah, I didn't realize quite, he was there for that long. I but, didn't realize he played for Birmingham Wolves and um, who was the last one I missed? West Brom. Yeah, same. I one shot of getting the quadruple. I honestly Villa. could not remember where he went after after United. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing now. If he's still playing, or his what, last but. active club was Birmingham. I'm sorry, I'm not some uh, Kuzjak fanatic. It's just that I happened to research <laughs> him uh, in preparation for this. But um, yeah, he went off to Watford and uh, yeah, he ended his career at, at the Blues in Birmingham. Yeah, but yeah, no worries. Um, I guess I'll have to come up with something equally challenging for next week. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, uh, if you've got any ideas... Um, any suggestions? Actually, don't, don't DM us because we can both see that. <laughs> yeah. So don't do that. But um, if you know me personally... Let me know with some ideas that I can test the Lehman. Um, but yeah, we uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, guys.